The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. When you're in a season of great joy, you're like, I'm happy, you're happy, every good things everywhere. But when your heart is broken, all you can see is that everyone else has everything they need. And it's so moving, I think. I think God does some of his best work in us when we let people in to what feels so lonely and so heavy. Shauna Nequist encourages everyone to savor this day, the beauty of the world God made, the richness of family and friends, and the good gifts of creativity and work. Next. Thanks for the warm welcome and welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have Shauna Nyquist with us. Uh, this is uh, Lynn and Bill Heibold's daughter. Uh, you know, we used to have Billy Graham's children on a lot. We had Franklin and, and we had uh, Ruth and uh, had Ann Graham lots. And, uh, and they, you know, the girls especially would always remind us we're not just Billy Graham's daughter, we're Ruth Graham's daughter too. <laughs> and, and really, Shauna was going to have mom here. Lynn was going to be here, but they had... Uh, uh, a loss in the family, and, and mom really needed to be close to someone that uh, really needed needed that close comfort. But uh, she was actually, because she is part of the inspiration for uh, Savor, uh, living abundantly where you are, as you are, uh, that's not just wishful thinking, it's a very real possibility in Christ. As a matter of fact, it's a promise. And uh, mom had a lot to do with it, but she understandably is, is there being a comfort. And uh, Shauna's here to uh, tell you why God inspired her to put this incredible book together. It's just unique. It's actually, the cover actually is like a towel that hangs in her kitchen, she <laughs> said. I mean, it was like she had a picture of it. In the, but it's really, it's really interesting, and it's uh, 365 devotions. Would you welcome Shauna to Life Today? Glad to see you. And uh, Bill, uh, good to... Think of you and praise God for you and Willow Creek Church, and we love you. Thank you for helping so many pastors. One of the great messages you delivered years ago was that we can't always have a rapid charge on our batteries. We need a trickle charge. And uh, I almost found that out too late because I burned out. Could have just had my life destroyed. And you were finding that out, and you tried to help a lot of preachers. Thank you for that. You've done so much to help others. Bill, we love you. Lynn, we miss you, and God comfort you and the family. Uh, Shauna, I, I wanted to ask you, if you would, because we just mentioned Mom, and she was going to come because she's so much a part of your life, but also really a part of, you know, I think what you want to communicate here. Tell me what, what your mom's gone through that really, really made an impact on you. Well, you know, um, she would say that she grew up in, in an environment that where the, the, the one rule for women, for little girls, for teenagers, for grown women, was to be nice. Just be nice all the time. Um, don't pay attention to your feelings. Don't pay attention to your dreams. Don't pay attention to um, kind of this greater sense of the world around you. Just be nice. And then she became a pastor's wife. And, you know, the, the messaging for pastor's wives, for many of them, is very clear. Just keep being nice, um, you know. And and um, she was nice and nice and nice and nice. And then she realized she was very, very depressed. And she was very far from the person that God created her to be. She was nice, but she was not uh, alive in a deep way. And so when she was 40, 
she started this process, um, a spiritual process, an emotional process, a relational process, kind of reconnecting to the passions that got put that God put inside of her, to the core relationships in her life. She sort of allowed God to rebuild her life and along that way kind of found a new calling. Um, and it's largely peacemaking and global advocacy. Um, and so when she started that process, she was 40 and I was 15. And so I got to see, I got a front row seat to watch a nice, disconnected woman become a woman fully alive, a woman using her gifts, a woman living out of her passions. And to get to see both of those things gave me a very clear sense of which one I want. Um, and so her example to me, uh, being brave enough to walk that very difficult journey, really made me want to uh, kind of live that legacy that she gave me. So not, uh, it didn't mean we we're going to not be nice uh, <laughs> and just get on with something else. It just meant you weren't going to be regimented by what people might expect or what people thought was proper, but you were actually going to find the place of divine design and destiny and purpose like you saw your mother because you evidently saw a woman go from a point of perhaps even visible darkness mm -hmm. into suddenly a brightness. Am I right about that? Absolutely. And you decided, I want to live in that light. I don't want to live in that pretense or that failed effort that is not doing anything for the person that's trying to do everything right. Totally, and she'll say sometimes, oh, Shauna, Shauna's not nice at all. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> and what she means is harmless, uh, innocuous, pretending, mm. image-oriented. You know, that's what she means. Mm -hmm. So she's, yeah, she's not nearly as nice now, but she's really brave. She's really making a difference. She's deeply kind. She's courageous. You know, I think there are, don't she you, has aspired to yeah, something so much more beautiful. Think that happens to a lot of women. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they get lost in all those expectations of what they think they should be and are that people put on them or the church can put on them. Absolutely. Like, it's kind of like a cookie cut cutter style, you know, and they forget who they are. Totally. And I think, you know, so she stepped into a pastor's wife role uh, and there were certain expectations that went along with that. But the more honest she was with herself is, hey, God didn't make me necessarily to be a typical pastor's wife. She loves international travel to serve the poorest of the poor, to be a voice for the voiceless. We joke about it that like my mom goes to war zones the way the rest of us go to Target. Like it's her thing. And, and she, she likes loves it better it. than you do Target. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She would much and rather. And she's the Target. But God <laughs> it's going to get worse that way too, but she's not afraid because, she's you know, Christians are really being targeted. She was just in uh, Iraq um, meeting with an amazing organization there. And, we, you know, people ask all the time, are you scared? And I say, I just, I believe so deeply what God's doing through her that I'm not afraid for her. I see her so deeply connected to how he created her. It's a very beautiful thing. And so we release her, we pray a lot and we release her into this ministry because we believe she's really making a difference. Okay, what profound effect did it have on you? Because obviously it did. And then probably this book is a little bit of what that effect, uh, how it took place. I think what I saw is when a, when a person, man or woman, lives deeply connected to what God's called them to, 
that light, that kind of word you were using, that sense of spirit and, and life is something I want. And so um, she has been such an encourager to me. What is it that God planted inside of you? What do you want to do? What, how can we help? How can we as a family surround you and support you? Well, you write a pretty lengthy, pretty, uh, I'd say, strong blog. How do they find it? If our viewers want to know, where do we go and read what Shauna's writing? Yeah, it's uh, shaunanequist.com. All right, there it is on the screen. If you can't spell all that, okay. I know, it's a terrible one to spell. You, so it's just right there. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to read one. Uh, now, these are devotions. And then she has recipes scattered about how frequently the recipes. About every two weeks, chronologically. And why do you do that? Why do you put a recipe in there? You think people are just getting so fired up or they're, they're getting... <laughs> They're beginning to think, well, am I ever going to be all I need to be? So I need to go eat. What is it? You know, when when they first came to me to ask me about a devotional, I shied away from it a little bit only because I really believe that um, we don't experience the fullness of spiritual life just alone with a journal, with a Bible, with God. So much of spiritual life happens in conversation, around the table, listening to each other, praying for each other. And so I never wanted to inadvertently communicate that this is spiritual life right here in this book. And so the recipes were sort of a way of saying, close the book, open your front door, gather your people around the table. So every, if you've been reading through and you get to a page where there's a recipe and you realize, wait a minute, it's been a long time since I've stopped everything and gathered the people I love around my table. They're, they're sort of like a little alarm clock all the way through the book to remind us to live that way. Listen to one of the, one, one of the little uh, daily thoughts in here. And I'm going to just let, let it come from what she said because this is something that she went through and now then she's talking about it. But listen to it. Today, all I can think about is what might have been. Today would have been my due date had my pregnancy been a healthy one. Someday we might have another child, but we'll never have a child born on January the 31st, 2009. That baby will never be. And it seems worth stopping for today just for a moment. Of course, I knew women who had miscarried, but when it happens to you, it's like waking up to a conversation you've heard before and only now grasp. And you realize what they were trying to find the words to describe. It was deeply moving to me that my body nurtured and nourished Henry, delivering him safely into the world. And this miscarriage has forced me to ask some questions. Did my body fail me? Did I somehow fail it? We've had a tenuous relationship in the past, my body and I. Was this a breach of trust? On most days, it's all right. I understand that God is sovereign, that bodies are fragile and fallible, that grief mellows over time, and that guarantees on a part of human life. But on this day, I'm crying just a little for what might have been. You know, I think, uh, Ashana, that sometimes sharing our hurt not only potentially heals others, but it helps heal us. I felt like that's what I was hearing here. You know, in my experience, there's the nature of grief or pain is inherently isolating. You always feel like you're the only one. Mm -hmm. When you're in a season of great joy, you're like, I'm happy, you're happy, every <laughs> good things everywhere. But when your heart is broken, all you can see is that everyone else has everything they need. And it's so moving, I think. I think God does some of his best work in us 
when we let people in to what feels so lonely and so heavy. And so I, um, I hate that miscarriage and infertility is part of our history. Um, I hate that that will always be part of our story. And at the same time, what God has done connecting us with other families who have carried the same kind of grief has been really extraordinary and very moving. And it's important that we, we, we do, we are able to share our hurts, our joys, our pain, whatever is going on in our life, because it, you never know where, what, mm -hmm. how it might affect or touch some other person mm -hmm. that really needed to hear your story mm -hmm. because it related to their story. Because so many times, when, like you said earlier, when you're in that circumstance, and you said even in, as James read in that passage there, that you feel so alone, mm -hmm. like no one has gone through something exactly mm -hmm. like I have. And of course, we know that God is with us in the midst, but he also puts people in our lives, part of his body, to share with us and encourage us. So it is very, very important. Somebody to weep with us, mm -hmm. somebody to laugh with us mm -hmm. and experience the experiences that we're having. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to just say to maybe here in the studio audience in the home that I don't, I don't really know where you are, but I really feel like there's some, someone today that you just, your heart's just kind of been ripped open and maybe something similar. Uh, Betty and I passed by a cemetery. It's not too far from where we live. And, and Betty pointed over there and said, little Matthew's out there. Who's little Matthew? Matthew was our oldest daughter, Rhonda's little baby that uh, was stillborn around Christmas. And I think you know we lost our youngest daughter a couple of years ago around Christmas. But this was little Matthew, and little Matthew was, I think, five months or so. He was just a perfectly formed little guy. Could hold him in your hand, put him in a little wicker basket, and uh, had a little service. And, and Rhonda said, with Betty there and looking at little Matthew, said, I didn't know you very long, but I sure did love you. And you know, a lot of times you think, you know, they probably wouldn't understand our heartache her heartache, wouldn't understand mine, but we do. And I think with the healing that we trust God for, through whatever we go, whatever journey, whatever challenge, whatever mountain or valley, uh, one of the hopes is that, that we can help you find that healing and that comfort that, that Jesus came to give, who is the only one who can give it adequately. Doesn't mean all the hurt goes away. It just means, boy, do you have a shepherd that if he's got 99 safe in the fold, he's still out looking for the one that's wandering, wondering where is everybody? Where's somebody that cares? And Jesus says, oh, if you only knew how much I care, if you only knew how much I want to take you into the shelter and the shadow of my presence. And that's what he wants for you. Uh, I want to tell you, this is, this is why Shauna wrote all of this. It's why she was open and honest. It's why... Her mom would talk about her challenges. That's why she's comforting family members right now because someone's having some dementia and they've lost a, a family member and they need help. This is what we do for one another. This is why we're here. You know, Sean, I think that you know we want to help you do what God's called you to do. That's a calling on our life. Your website, we'll put it up there on the screen again so you can help people. And I think all of you who are watching, I just really need you to hear this. We give people food and water and shoes and shelter, but we're here on life today for you. 
you are the thirsty person, the hurting person, the lonely person that God wants to reach out. And I'm telling you, do what nobody can do like the shepherd, like Jesus, and that is hold you close. You know, Sean, I believe we can, I think that's the whole reason for your devotions. We can get so close to God that we not only know he knows our heart, but we can get to know his heart. Mm -hmm. And isn't that a wonderful thing when we reach that place that we become one with his heart? Mm -hmm. You know, part of the reason uh, that after, you know, several conversations, this seemed like a good idea to me was because I went through a season in my life where um, I needed something. I needed my life to feel more connected, connected to God, connected to the people around me. And one of the things I started to do, um, I grew up doing daily devotionals. And then for whatever reason, I had stopped and kids get up early and life was busy. But I began again. And I found that what God did in my heart, if I started the day connected with him, uh, connected to his unconditional love, to his heart for me. There was a quality that stayed with me throughout the whole rest of my day that I couldn't recapture if I, if I did it at the end. And, and that's how I want to live. I want to start with that sense of connection that God made me on purpose and for a purpose. There's nothing I can do today to earn more love. There's nothing I can do today to ruin his love for me. When you start in that place, you're very free throughout your day to connect with other people, to serve, to laugh. Um, but it, 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 it that beginning with that connection for me has been a very important practice the last couple of years. Don't you appreciate Shauna Sherry? Don't you appreciate her going to the, the diligent effort and love to try to take you into the presence of the Lord. Father, I pray for, I know several, maybe many, many who just knew they needed their broken heart healed. They needed to be held. And I sense you're doing that. And may they draw near you, and you will draw near them. Comfort, in Jesus' name. You ever need anybody to pray with you, that line's there for you, because we love you. The book that we're talking about, Savor, Living Abundantly Where You Are As You Are. It's in the bookstores. You can easily get it. If you would like to help us give someone water for a thirsty life, water for their life. We'll tell them about the water of life because we'll show them what that water does. Uh, we'd be glad to send it to you. Just ask for it. I want you to look. Shauna, we love to show our viewers what love can do. And uh, when there's a need that we can meet, it's a joy to do it. It's like, it's like we become the hands of Jesus. And he also said, if you do it to the overlooked, the least, least noticed, you've done it to me. One thing Jesus asked for, evil, sinful humanity did not give it to him. He said when he was dying, I thirst. First time I heard that as a teenager, I said, I would like to have given you water. I would not have given you vinegar and gall. And you know, for millions of people, Betty, a little teenage boy that wanted to, we've been able to give water to millions because you would give water. I want you to watch closely. And then let's give Jesus water. Let's do it. 
Today is a great day of celebration at Life Outreach. The water is coming up. The kids are cheering. We were just able to drill in this village today. For about three days, they've been drilling. They finally struck water. And I'd say within somewhere about a half an hour, that water will be just as clear as it can be coming out of somebody's faucet back home. This water well will transform the lives of these children and their families forever. Yet thousands of miles away, these children are not so fortunate. This is where they get the, the drink in this water over here. Oh, wow. This child is one of the nearly 800 million people who lack access to clean drinking water. And if that doesn't change, he could become one of the children who die every year from having to drink unclean water. But there is hope for this child and others like him around the world. For such a devastating problem, a clean water well offers a profoundly simple solution. And a promise for a better, brighter future. And it is our joy to do that, isn't it, Betty, when you see that? What, what happens when you have seen the situation where it's just so filthy and miserable, and then all of a sudden you see that water come up in the joy? Well, of course, I love to see the scenes like we just saw where they're jumping up and down in the water, and that's real joy. That's real show of happiness on the part of these precious children. They know what it means, that they're, they can avoid getting that sick sicknesses they get from diseased water. You saw the filthy water, but yet what else are they going to do? And as we watch the joy of these children, we must remember there's some that are where they were. They need our help. They're not jumping up and down with joy. They're crying, they're, they're sick, and their parents are watching them die because they don't have the fresh water. We can do something about that. I hope you'll join us. And I'm confident that you will. You have been the most amazing people. As a matter of fact, I think if you watch life today, you know, okay, James and Betty are going to ask us to help. And it'd be so easy just to change the channel, go do something else. The very fact that you're sitting here right now to me says, I'm interested. I, I want to believe it says I care, and I, I want to believe that you're saying if I can help, I will. So here's what we're asking you to do. We've only got a few more days now to get enough of the support to drill 500 wells in more than a dozen nations. Could you drill a well? Would you do it? They're $4,800. Many people say I make that a goal every year and I've been able to do it. What joy. Can you do it? Some say I can't do that, but I can help. There are many people who give 1,200 and pray for three to join them. Some will give 2,400 and say, Lord, get one other to come and we've got another well. But most of the support comes from gifts of $48 which gives 10 people water. That's how it breaks out. Basically, the rest of their life. $144, 30 people water the rest of their life. So at what level can you help? At whatever you can do, Jesus said of the widow's might, that was the greatest gift of all because it was what she could do. What can you do? What will you do? You can go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, use it like a check, and make the best gift you can. Would you do that? Do it right now, please. You'll be going online for one of the best reasons. 
or you can dial the telephone number there on the screen. Take your bank card and tell our prayer partner when they answer, I want to make a gift to give that great gift of water, a gift of love. And then make the gift that God puts on your heart. We have some gifts to send you. A beautiful daily devotional that will bless you so much. We have the Names of Jesus pens. The Thomas Kincaid beautiful canvas painting that's about this large. It's hanging in the studio. It's beautiful. We'll send it to you to say thank you for your gift. So we want to express love and appreciation to you for the great gift that you're giving others. A cup of water, a well of water in Jesus' name. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making that gift. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the Everyday A New Day devotional. Broken out into the four seasons of the year, this daily devotional features scriptures, inspirational thoughts, a Bible reading plan, and a place for you to journal each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request the Names of Jesus pen set, one inscribed with the names of Jesus found in scripture, and the other reflecting the gifts of the Spirit. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. You know, as I stand here as a mother and I stand next to this mother with her precious baby that means so much to her. We can make a difference. Some, this baby's going to get help because he got to the clinic. But so many times they don't. There's not a clinic for them to go to. But we can help. We can give them fresh water. And by doing that, by drilling the wells, and you can be a part of that. Wouldn't that be wonderful to know that you were a part of saving the life of an infant, that all they needed was good, clean water? Will you help us do that? I feel like you will. God bless you and thank you. If you'd like to have Shauna's book, Savor, and this also is devotional, we got an opportunity to really keep you in the presence of the Lord for a year. And it'll be a, a beautiful gift. If you'd like to have it, you help us give water and just say, would you mind sending me that? I think, I think it really helped me. We'll be glad to do it because that's, that's why we're here. We're not just here for children. We hope we're here for you and for your family. And we want to thank you for sharing this time with us. Would you join our studio audience, thanking Shauna for being here. Shauna, thank you. Tell mom and dad hi. Oh, well. Thank you. Thank and Willow Creek. Thank all of you for watching Life Today. Thank you for sharing. I hope you'll visit the stream every day. The stream. All right? Stream.org. God bless you. Thank all of you for being here.
be sure to visit stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org. We're going to learn how to be built up in him and not just beaten up by the world. Beth Moore, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.